Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can we just praise the Lord, everybody? He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the glory. He's worthy of the honor. If you don't mind, would you mind standing with me? We're going to look to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your love and kindness. We thank you for being so good. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. I ask, Lord, that you'll take me out of the way and you have your way. I must decrease, Lord, while you increase. Speak your words to these, your people. Let something be said today, God, that will make a difference in someone's life. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The blood of Jesus comes against you. We take authority against you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask that you look upon North Central and continue to bless this, this godly university. We ask, God, that you will continue to pour out your favor upon it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, in my, in my Kojic tradition, I'm going to give honor where honor is due. First, I give honor to God who is my life. He's not the head of my life. He is my life. I give honor to our president, President Doug Graham. I give honor to our VP, uh, Desiree Leibengood. Give honor to our pastor, Joshua Edmonds. I give honor to my boss, Associate Dean Sean Sovey, my fellow colleagues in COBAT, to all the faculty and staff here at North Central, and to our dear students. Are you ready for a word today? Topic of my message is choose joy. Choose joy. I'm staying in line with what uh, President Graham and, and Pastor Edmonds have been sharing. It wasn't, it wasn't intentional. This is where the Holy Spirit led me. And so, again, the topic of our message is choose joy. I'm coming from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 9. My scripture text is Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Today we're diving in, into a passage that is rich with instruction and promise. A passage that speaks directly to our daily lives and our walk with the Lord. The Apostle Paul, writing from a prison cell, shares with us the secret to experiences God's peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. In our lives, it's not unusual to find ourselves anxious, worried, and stressed. However, this approach is flawed. It leads to instability and inconsistency. 
The scripture says that a double-minded man, a double-minded woman is unstable in all their ways. The true path to peace and contentment is found in a life of obedience and trust in God. This results in a peace that is not dependent on external circumstances, but is rooted in our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. There are three points I'd like to leave with you. Number one, rejoice in the Lord always. I don't see the clock moving. Rejoice in the Lord always. Pray with thanksgiving. Meditate on what's good. Again, let me say that again. Number one, rejoice in the Lord always. Number two, pray with thanksgiving. And number three, meditate on what's good. Philippians chapter four, verse four. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Point number one, rejoice in the Lord always. Regardless of circumstances, let our joy be a testament of God's work in our lives. Finding strength in the joy of the Lord. We all had those days when joy seems distant. God offers us joy that comes from knowing him. It's a joy that doesn't depend on everything going right. Can I get an amen? amen. This is a joy that comes from knowing God, from being in a relationship with him. It's a choice we make. It's a choice that we make to focus on God's goodness and faithfulness regardless of what's happening around us. And as we do, our joy becomes a powerful witness to others. They see something different in us. A strength that doesn't make sense in the light of our circumstances. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says, The joy of the Lord... <laughs> the joy of the Lord is my strength. Our joy in God becomes our strength, our anchor in life's storms. The verse, the joy of the Lord is your strength, is set in a crucial moment in Israel's history. During the 5th century BC, when the Israelites were returning from Babylonian exile, now we have some Old Testament students here, we know what the Babylonian exile is, can I get an Amen. It takes place as Ezra, the scribe and priest, read the law, leading to a spiritual renewal among the people. Nehemiah, addressing the weeping Israelites, tells them to find strength in the joy of the Lord is my strength. Can I get someone to say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy, the joy, the joy of the Lord, hallelujah, is my strength. This verse symbolizes the deep, sustaining joy found in the relationship with God.
especially in times of uncertainty, especially in times of adversity, especially in times of change, especially in times of conflict, especially in times of doubt, especially in times of hardship, especially in times of loss, especially in times of despair, especially in times of transition, especially in times of trouble. So what does this mean to you? It means that you have a choice. You can choose joy. I love the song by Lionel Harris that he says, I choose joy. No matter what the problems are, I choose joy. Even when the car won't start, even when the coffee spills, even when the to-do list feels overwhelming, even when your boyfriend breaks up with you, even when your girlfriend breaks up with you, even when you're failing that class. Am I talking to anybody here? I choose joy. Even when my parents are going through divorce, even when my brother dies, I'm talking about my life when I was sitting in your seat. My parents had divorced. My younger brother had gotten killed in a train accident. I didn't know Jesus at the time, and I was in great grief and mourning. But now I do know Jesus. And so in those times of trials, in those times of hardship, I can choose. Woo! I can choose joy. Hallelujah. You can choose to rejoice in the Lord. And as you do, you'll find a strength that goes beyond your own. A joy that doesn't depend on everything going right. We can discover the unshakable, undeniable, unmistakable joy that comes from knowing God. Hallelujah. And so let's choose joy today. Let's be a testimony of God's work in our lives. And let's find our strength in the joy of the Lord. Philippians chapter 4, verse 5 through 7. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Point number two, pray with thanksgiving. Pray with thanksgiving. Paul calls us to trust, to lay our anxieties down and bring everything to God in prayer with thanksgiving. We have all faced situations that test our peace. Paul gives us a roadmap to peace, reminding us to trust God with our future. Paul is calling us to a gentle spirit, a calmness that spans, that stands out to those around us. Reminding us that the Lord is near. <laughs> the Lord is near. 
The Lord is near and we are not alone. How many of you believe that today? How many of you believe that the Lord is near and we are not alone? Come on, am I talking to a church? Am I talking to a church right now? How many of you believe that the Lord is near and we're not alone? He encourages us to trust him, to lay our anxieties down and bring everything to God in prayer with a heart full of thanksgiving. I give the Lord praise right now. I give the Lord glory right now. He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the glory. He's worthy of the honor. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your loving kindness. God! God! I thank you. I thank you. Hallelujah, I thank you. It's a calling to a peaceful mind to experience the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It means peace beyond human reason. It means a calm and presence in our situation. It means a sense of security beyond worldly assurance. It means experiencing God's presence in ways that defy explanation. We serve a God that we cannot explain. <laughs> Hallelujah. This peace brings an inner state of contentment and serenity that prevails regardless of external conditions or pressures. Jesus says in Matthew 6.34, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. It's a reminder to trust God with our future, knowing he holds it in his hands. I'm so glad that God holds my future in his hands. And I just want to encourage you students to recognize that when you're going through those challenges, those difficulties in your life, understand that God holds your future in his hands, and that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Aren't you so glad that he will never leave you nor forsake you? I want to say to North Central, I want to say to those on staff, I want to say to those in faculty, I want to say to those in leadership, God's got you, man. God's got you. God's got you. Hallelujah. Am I preaching to a Pentecostal church? You guys seem pretty quiet to me. I'm saying, I am saying, God's got you. God's got you. He's got you. Last point, I really don't know where I'm at. I don't see it. Still at, it's still at 23, 23 minutes. Oh, it's on, the, it's, on, it's on the left side. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Oh, I got some time. I got some time. I got some time. Hallelujah. I can dance a little bit. I can give the Lord some praise. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, 
Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Point number three, meditate on what is good. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Paul provides a guide for our thoughts, urging us to meditate on things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report. You know, when I look at these words, all I can think about is Jesus. Jesus is true. Jesus is honest. Jesus is just. Jesus is pure. Jesus is lovely. Jesus is worthy to be talked about. And Jesus is worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the glory. He's worthy of the honor. He encourages us to embrace virtue and praise, both in our thoughts and in our actions. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Paul urges us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. It's a call to a discerning mind and a virtuous life, allowing the Holy Spirit to work within us producing the fruit of the Spirit and molding us into the image of Christ. So what does this mean for you? It means you have the power to choose what you focus on. Oh my goodness. You have the power to choose what you focus on. You have the power to choose what you think on. What are you thinking on right now? Are you thinking on that, that, that difficulty? Are you thinking on that hardship? Are you thinking on that trial? Recognize the, what you think on most is idolatry. If you think more on that situation than you think on Jesus, you are literally practicing idolatry. Oh my God, I'm going to fail this class and I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Oh my God, my girlfriend broke up with me and I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Oh my God, my boyfriend broke up with me and I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Oh my God, how am I going to pay for this financial aid? How am I going to, I'm speaking like you. I was, I'm, the things that I'm bringing back to you are things that I dealt with when I was sitting in your seat. The girl who I thought was the love of my life broke up with me. I mean, me. I was big man on campus. She broke up with me. I was devastated. Devastated. So I get it. I get boyfriend-girlfriend relationships. I get the challenges that you deal with in your classes. I get dealing with professors that are, you fill in the blank. I get it. But you see, this is a Christian university. And we suspect that a number of you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And so because you know him as your personal Lord and Savior, 
you have the privilege, you have the opportunity to, to serve and to honor him. You have the privilege and the opportunity to walk according to his will and way for your life. And you have the privilege, you have the choice to focus on him. Right? Focusing on him because he's the one that renews our minds and transforms our hearts. Therefore, if any man, any woman be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And so as a community, we can focus on Jesus. You can decide to meditate on what is good, to fulfill your mind with things, to fill your mind with things that are true and lovely and to live out a life of virtue and praise. And as for you, you'll find your character being transformed, your spirit uplifted, and your life reflecting the image of Christ. Am I talking to anybody here? As a community in North Central University, we can encourage each other to focus on the good to share stories of truth, honesty, and virtue. We can be a beacon of positivity in a world that desperately needs it, showcasing the transformative power of a mind focused on Jesus. My mind, I choose to focus on Jesus. I don't know about you, but my mind, I choose to focus on Jesus. I choose to focus on him. Recognize when I take my eyes off of Jesus, I'm going to sink. You remember Peter, when Jesus was walking on the water, and, and, and Jesus says, come, and Peter was walking on that water, man. He, I can just picture it like in, in my New York style. He was like, Man, I'm walking on this water, man. I'm walking on this water. I'm walking on this water. I'm just, yeah, Jesus, I'm coming to you. And then the boisterous wind and the waves. Wait a minute, Jesus, what's up with this water? Right? Whoa, 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 Jesus! Let's keep our eyes focused on Jesus. We can be a beacon of positivity in a world that desperately needs it. Joseph's life in Genesis 39 shows us unwavering integrity and trust in God amidst trials. His ability to rejoice in the Lord chose righteousness over sin and maintain a heart of thanksgiving in adversity teaches us that our peace is anchored in our relationship with God. This week, so I'm a pastor, so I give application. This week, let us be intentional about choosing joy praying with thanksgiving and meditating on what is good. Let us open our hearts to the transformative work of the Holy Spirit. And as I close, the path to experiencing God's peace 
is not found in our circumstances or in our own strength. It's found in the life of obedience and trust in God. It's found in choosing joy. I want to encourage you today. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what your circumstance is. But I want to encourage you to choose joy. And allowing the Holy Spirit to transform us and reflect the image of Christ to the world around us. Amen. Praise God. Now typically, I'm done, I'm closed. Typically, I would open up the altar for prayer. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to say this. If you desire prayer today, if there was something in this message that spoke to you, maybe you're not in a place of joy. You might be in a place of chaos. Maybe you're dealing with no peace right now in your life. We'd love for you to come, and our faculty here will pray for you. And so the, the altar is open. Hallelujah.